This is a presentation of Life is a Cabaret podcast. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello or offer any musical suggestions, feel free to send us an email at lifeisacabaretpodcast at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life is a Cabaret and on Instagram at Life is a Cabaret Podcast for bonus content. Thanks for listening. You do an eclectic celebration of the dance. You do fussy, fussy, fussy. You do Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. Or Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Or Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. Or Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. But you keep it all inside. As an introduction to the Life as a Cabaret podcast, Summer and myself decided to sit down tonight and discuss where our love for musicals began, some of our favorites right now, and so much more. Please pull up a chair, relax, and enjoy the show. What good is sitting all alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the cabaret. So, Nina. Yeah. We both love musicals. We do. A lot. Yes. It was a good bonding moment for us. Yeah, it's always exciting to find somebody because, you know, no one else likes musicals. Not like Die Hard like we do, so. Exactly. How did your love for musicals start? <laughs> um, Probably with Disney. I honestly think it was Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins. Like, oh my gosh. I loved that musical so much it was the first first musical i remember having like an emotional attachment to Mm. and every time i watched it i always thought of my dad as mr binks because he was like always busy with work never a time for us and then like i was just like always like i want mary poppins to come save us and (laughs) yeah uh i just i love that musical so much um it still like makes me tear up at the end when he's at the bank so you know, I just, I slowly got into theater in high school and I loved it. I loved seeing the backstage aspects of everything. And yeah, it was really cool having that exposure. And, and now I just can't stop going to see shows. <laughs> and you never should. Never should. <laughs> if I'm really thinking back on it, I guess for me, it would be Disney. Because I did really enjoy the cartoons when I was a small, small child. Mm-hmm. as well as the acted ones like Mary Poppins and uh, the Disney television shows that were musical. I remember, mm-hmm. how old are you? Uh, I know. 28. Oh my God, you're a baby. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you were probably way too young to be exposed to this show. Adventures in Wonderland, I think it was called. It was an Alice in Wonderland live action puppet show. I've heard of it. I have heard of it and I've seen clips, but I've never seen it all the way through. And they had musical numbers. <laughs> it of was course. Tw- it was like 20 minutes, you know, as the shows were. And I was in love with that show. I also really loved uh, Kids Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Which was a live action concert type musical show of these kids performing in a like a soda bar club. <laughs> That's yes. adorable. Yes. It had some up and coming stars. Uh, Fergie was one of them, one of the regulars. Wow. Jennifer Love Hewitt 
was on it. Ugh. I think she was like 10, maybe. Don't quote me, but she was young. Wow. And there were guest stars like Brittany Murphy had a spot and Scott Wolf had an episode. So many guest stars on that show. That's so crazy. Yeah, I forget Brittany Murphy started out really young. So, yes. I guess if I'm really going back, my love for musicals started with Disney and shows like that because that was mm-hmm. the late 80s. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. But as far as actual traditional musicals go, my grandma used to watch them and I enjoyed them, but I wasn't all in mm-hmm. yet uh, until. I started figure skating and went to go see a show at the Melodrama Musical Theater, where I met Alex from our Hellraiser episodes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And saw Guys and Dolls and was mesmerized by the action on stage Mm -hmm. taking place right in front of my face. And I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. I wanted to see every musical ever after that. And from there, I went in and I got, uh, I weaseled my way in and started doing the performing, you know? Yeah. Um, That's when I really became a diehard musical fan. Oh, Um, wow. At that age, I think I was, that was, I was 14. Yeah. And from then on, it's been a love affair with the musicals. Oh, they're great. And there's nothing like seeing it live in front of you, just seeing that magic unfold. There's so much energy, Mm -hmm. both from the audience and the performers in front of you and the musicians, if you have them. It really, really is a magical experience. It's so different than watching a movie version of it. It's so different than watching um, even... A videotaped version of the stage show but if i have mm-hmm. to i will watch that but it is yeah. so so special to see it in person absolutely it it's even like picture going to a concert and seeing your favorite musician and multiply it by 10 yes. because there's just such an interaction between the audience and the performers and it's it's unlike anything else i've ever experienced so it's true. And when we when we do talk about these musicals in the future, I'm going to be referring to the stage show a lot. Yeah. Because if I've seen, seen it, yeah. I will probably refer to it. Yeah, so. because I have seen so many of these in stage shows first. Mm-hmm. And I love them so much. I might not even be so fond of the movie, but I love the stage version of it. And when I was trying to really pick out my top musicals my favorites i realized that all of these are my favorites because of the stage show they're not my favorite movies at all Mm -hmm. but as far as the show itself they're my favorites so my top five list consists i'm i'm mostly referring to stage unless i specify movie yeah no uh i think Let's see, three out of five, three out of five I've seen on stage. So, yeah. Um, and then there's a couple that don't even have movies at all. It's just, it's just recordings of them on stage. So Exactly. They count. They, they count. count. Before we talk about our favorite musicals, do you have a favorite performer? Proper. But every 
I'm probably gonna have to it's really hard because they're both in my favorite show like of all time but um I'll allow you to thank you <laughs> <laughs> um I I'm gonna butcher this name but Raman Karimlu okay um he played the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway um he was in the 25th anniversary of Les Mis um he was actually in I think he did I may be wrong on this, but I think he was Phantom in the sequel, Love Never Dies, as well. Hmm. Um, but every time he sang um, as the Phantom, I always got chills. And oh, even if you're listening to a recording, just chills. And there's nothing like it. Um, and my honorable mention would have to be Norm Lewis, because I uh, saw him as Inspector Javert in Les Mis, the 25th anniversary, and... As soon as he sang Stars, like that's my favorite song because of him. And it's so wow. good. Yeah. Wow. What about you? Okay. I, I got females. Okay, perfect. And I, and I also have two because I couldn't pick. I'm like, oh, but her, no, but her. But uh, if I absolutely had to pick one, Sutton Foster. Love her. My girl. Um dancing queen i mean me loving the dancing musicals she is she is my queen i adore me some sutton so much um <laughs> that voice oh my god that voice yeah it's, she is she is perfect she's so quirky she's so funny she's not just good in musicals she's good on tv she mm -hmm. is so damn Bunny Bunheads is like one of my favorite shows. I know you're laughing. It's hilarious. I know. <laughs> oh, your dance nerd is coming out. <laughs> I am such a dance nerd. My dance nerd is going to continue to come out with my next pick of Anne Reinking. Oh yeah, I love her so much. Everything she's always done, especially um, all that jazz. Yeah, and of course, uh, her in Chicago. Mm. I mean, my other queen, we lost her just a year or two ago, and she was a genius. She was so talented. Mm. So, yeah, I when I started really loving musicals, she was my hero. She was my idol. Sutton wasn't even on the scene yet. Wow. Um, uh, Sutton, I think, was it 2000 or 2001? where Sutton won her Tony mm -hmm. and that's when I took notice of her and she was performing on the Rosie O'Donnell show and stuff like that. And so I, cause I love Rosie because she always featured the musicals on her she show. She did. Yeah, she did. So I really watched it for that. And yeah, Sutton and, and Anne, man, those are, those are my girls are my favorite. And whenever I see them or hear them, I get goosebumps. And had that really unique raspy voice. I love that in a female artist. I love the raspy voice. Oh my God. Yes. So yeah, those, those are my, probably my two favorites. If you were to ask me on the street without thinking Sutton would come to mind first. Um, but then really thinking of the body of work and, and all as well. Okay. This is, this is the hard talk now. <laughs> Top five favorite musicals. Do we want to in start no with particular order? Okay. okay. I mean, because my these rotate out for me depending on my mood. Oh yeah, 
there were a couple I had to cut out and then I added back in and then I was like I know. thinking back like the first time I saw it and then like just you know I'm really interested to see if we have some of the same ones I know for sure we have at least one because <laughs> it's fossey because <laughs> it's a fossey musical yeah um <laughs> I'll just go ahead. And, and I wrote it down so I can't change my mind. I have I know, I did too. <laughs> Cuz I was like don't even try to weasel your way out of this. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with Rent. When I first saw it, I watched the movie version. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a disaster. And then I eventually found the final recording on Broadway of it and loved it. The AIDS crisis has always been a very emotional issue for me in general because my uncle has AIDS. Um, mm -hmm. He actually was a nurse in the 90s in an emergency room. And he um, had this guy come in and he was just on heroin or something and just raging. Mm -hmm. And he actually bit my uncle mm -hmm. and broke skin. And that's how he apparently contracted AIDS, I guess. And uh, it's just been a really emotional thing ever since. He's still alive. Um, he's on meds, thank God. But... Um, yeah, I just really love that musical and uh, the songs about just living in the now and, you know, mm -hmm. not taking anything for granted. I really love, love that play. Yeah, I love it as well. It's not my favorite because it makes me sad for all the reasons you said. Yeah. It's a beautiful show and it's beautiful songs, really beautiful stories about real people real characters you know, people that you know you know you don't know them but mm -hmm. you know them right it's, yeah it's a great great show i will never turn down the opportunity to watch rent but it's not my my favorite show again because i don't like feeling sad yeah yeah and again the aids crisis it's so frightening and so scary and especially back then i've lost more people to aids than i have to any thing else yeah. Accid car accidents, heart attacks, cancer. Probably more people to AIDS than any of those things combined in my life. Yeah. So, yeah. And these are all older people. They, they were all older people. So they contracted it in the late 80s, early 90s when no one knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I completely feel you there on that one. Yeah. Okay. I'm starting off with the one that I love the stage show and the movie almost equally. And this, okay. is, this is probably, this, uh, this is rare that I love the movie, maybe a fraction 0.1% less than I love the stage show. And that is Rocky Horror.
Yes. <laughs> I love the Rocky Horror st- Show stage production. I love the missing song that they did not include in the movie because honestly, it would have slowed the tempo down. And that song is Once in a While, performed by Brad. I loved how, I don't know if you've ever seen the stage version, but they mix up the order of how things happen. Oh, so- Sweet Transvestite comes before Time Warp. Mm-hmm. So Frank makes his appearance before they do the Time Warp. In the movie, it works out better the way they did it, but on stage, it's a little different. Other than that, though, the stage version and the movie version are super similar. It might be the best adaptation from a stage show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the stage production just because it's never been near mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, but yeah, I love the movie so much. I did mm-hmm. find out not not too long after seeing it for the first time, I think I was like 10, that uh, Sweet Transvestite came before. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes more sense. Like, why wouldn't you put him in, you know, right. Time Warp? Like, in the party. Yeah, he wants, it's a party for him, so. Right. But. It really does work out well in the movie how they did it, though. Brad and Janet come to the house. They witness a weird party from a bunch of rich weirdos, and then <laughs> they see the queen. Yes. So and... it worked out really well how they did it, honestly. Yeah. But, I mean, I love the purity of a stage show where the movie comes from. I love that Absolutely. Best. Yeah. I got a poster from the Belasco Theater. I think that's how I say it. It was the New York run of Rocky Horror, the original New York run. It ran for like three weeks. Uh, It starred Jamie Donnelly from the movie Grease. She played Jan in Grease. She was magenta. Oh, my gosh. Uh And while I do love our original cast members better, because they were the cast members in the London show in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I love me some Jamie Donnelly so much. Anyway, I digress. I got this poster (laughs) from the New York stage show and I sent it off to Tim Curry for his autograph. So I, when he, they went on sale, I bought it and I just got it back like a week ago. Oh, I've been waiting since October. (laughs) Oh, wow. No. So that was pretty great. The first time I saw Rocky horror was uh i did tell this story on the dolls of horror not too long ago i can't remember which episode but it was halloween rocky horror was on comedy central at <laughs> like 10 o'clock at night and it was a really slow halloween because no there were no other good scary movies on um, <laughs> and it was 1997 and i watched it and i didn't know what the hell was going on i was so confused I was like, yeah. what? I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> I think I like it. I'm so confused is the story, though. But I walked away from that experience singing the songs. Like, couldn't get them out of my head. So I knew I had to go watch it again. Mm-hmm. And I liked it better. In fact, I started to really like it on that second. And then I had to watch it again on the third viewing. And by the third viewing, I was all in. I was obsessed I wanted to know everything about this show and the origins of this show. Yeah. The origins are really interesting, actually. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Have you ever seen Shock Treatment? 
I haven't. No. Okay. <laughs> you should. Adding it's, to the list. <laughs> it's on YouTube. <laughs> okay. It's not the same movie. Don't go into it expecting that. But it stars the girl from Suspiria. Oh. Jessica Harper, right? Yeah. Yes. Stars her. her. She's taking over Susan Sarandon's role. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. There are some catchy songs. Very cool. Uh, yeah. It's a different show, but it has yeah. its... It has a special place in my heart, and it does have its own little charm to it. Yeah. So, yeah. That was definitely um, Rocky Horror. I remember watching it for the first time, and I was like, what is this? And, yeah, yeah it's definitely one, like, the more you watch it, you just can't stop watching. I couldn't and it's just so much stop fun. watching. I know some people keep track of how many times they've seen the movie. I lost count years ago i mean i know i've i've probably seen this movie in its entirety at least at home over a thousand times oh easily over yeah. the past 24 years so i finally went to see it um i finally went to see it uh this past halloween with the people performing with it yes it was so amazing it was like my first time and i was like this is so much fun like i'm doing this every halloween <laughs> When I interviewed Barry Bostick at Days of the Dead a couple years ago, he swore at me. He said, damn it. And I'm like, Janet? Janet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Yeah. So Rocky Horror. Consistently, that probably is my most favorite musical. Others come and go out of my favorites. But that is probably my number one just based on consistency over the last 24 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay, number two. My pick is going to be Dracula. He cannot enter without invitation, and I was his man. That's why I always know what he's thinking. I always know what he's drinking. And from who? When he slips in someone's room. Oh, yes. I always know who he's after. I hear his triumphant laughter in my head when he finds some well-bred undead. Oh, and I haven't seen that as a musical. I mean, I've done a version of it, and I've seen another version of it, but the official, like Broadway version of it, never. Yeah. Seen it. Um, this was just a community theater production, and then I listened to the Broadway recording after. But um, we had, we went in and it was around, it was a few weeks before Halloween and uh, they had the whole theater decorated. They had skeletons and candles and Beautiful. it was gorgeous. And then um, the music starts to play and it's this creepy Gothic style. And then all of a sudden you see these women come out and it's the brides and they're just like chanting and um i can't remember the last time i saw a musical that like affected me so deeply because like you know obviously we all know the story of dracula but um when they're singing how they feel it's completely different and that love story between you know mina and drac just mm -hmm. got me in the feels <laughs> it was so good and you know she's 
there's a song that always gets to me um it's please don't make me love you and it's like oh so good and i think that you know we've all kind of had a relationship like that where it's like you know they're not good for you but you can't resist so it's such a powerful musical and uh it's really cool to see it live so especially the costumes um yeah not so heavy on dance but it does have a lot of really cool set pieces so you know, Alex did a version of Dracula in, I think it was 1999. He played Jonathan. <laughs> and um, it was basically Bram Stoker's Dracula, the movie, adapted yeah. with music. Yeah, that's basically what this was, too. Right. It had some all these original songs and stuff in it. So it was really, really special. It was a great show. Yeah. I love that that movie and it was really cool to see it kind of brought into a stage version so you know they did a stage version a stage version the the (laughs) they did a ballet of dracula too i've that's that would be interesting can you imagine how beautiful that is gorgeous Mm -hmm. yeah i love ballet right so i did see the ballet of dracula not in person but on video and it was so amazing oh my goodness so good okay number two you know it's going back to Sutton Foster anything goes seen that one her it's really version, popular but i haven't seen it her version specifically of anything goes because so many it's been done to death um, it's yeah. had many revivals patty lapone was very very popular in her version of it but you know sutton my queen i prefer hers and then she did the revival so she did it in the early 2000s and mm-hmm. then in 2021 she did the revival in london same character same character, Reno Sweeney. Wow, that's mm-hmm. so cool. I'm not a fan of the movie at all, really. Mm-hmm. I don't like the movie. It's For me, it's slow. It's boring. There's not enough music in it. It's really missing that electricity that the stage show has. It's missing a lot of the humor that the stage show has as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is one of those ones where I strictly only like the stage show and the dancing in it. Oh my God. There is about like an eight minute tap number. Wow. (laughs) Yes. It's not a complete eight minutes. She stops to sing a little bit, you know, but the song anything goes is, is like six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And there's these amazing dance breaks. And when you watch the show, I'll find it for you. When you watch the show, you know, when you watch Sutton do it and you watch this number, this is the number right before intermission. 
and and you're like damn if you've ever been a dancer you're like wow they must be really tired how much longer is this going to last yeah people don't give tap dancers enough credit that's a lot of muscles that you're using yes for sure 100 percent and i just went back to tap class myself two months ago for the first time in many many years now are you liking it a lot i'm loving it a lot i'm no sutton foster in fact i'm really (laughs) having a hard time like mentally i i know these steps I know what they are and I know how to do them, but my muscles aren't getting the message. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm executing it correctly, but it's not making the right sound. Gotcha. I'm like, oh, no, that's not right (laughs) at all. (laughs) So it's, it's really difficult mentally to know how to do it to know I know how to do it but Mm -hmm. not be able to execute it anymore and that's really what I'm working on but I'm loving it so (laughs) I'm not going to give up I I told my teacher I'm not going to give up she thought that I was going to give up once because I cried the the move the maxi Ford made me cry I don't know why I was so overwhelmed and then she said she felt bad and I'm like no it's not you (laughs) (laughs) But then the next week I had Days of the Dead Atlanta, so I wasn't there. And so she mm. thought that I quit. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not quitting. I promise. I promise I'm not quitting. <laughs> okay. Number three. All right. Number three is going to be Cabaret. Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome. Fremde. Étranger, stranger, glücklich zu sehen, just wie enchanté. Happy to see you, bleibe rest is stay. That's a good one. Cabaret for me what all the way. Sh- what the show is named after. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I remember I rented this from the library when I was like 12. Um, I had just seen Chicago and I was like, you know, same guy that made Chicago made this. It's got to be good. And I remember turning it on and I'm just like, oh my God, what am I watching? And I just couldn't look away. It's incredible. Like the musical numbers are so outlandish sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then like you get into the story and you're like, it's intense very intense it's a very distressing story really is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah especially for the time it was i think the the musical the stage production came out in 70 69 yeah yeah so um you know they deal with abortion and Mm -hmm. monogamy (laughs) so yeah it it was really great nazis (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That, that that whole little thing that happened during World little War Little thing, yeah. And I'm such a history buff already, so it, it was, oh. I was, yeah. So I loved it. And um, it's a side of things you don't really hear about that much, like the German side of things almost. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting, and I love Joel Grey. Oh, my God. <laughs> love him. So Our king. Oh. Yeah. Joel Gray starred opposite Sutton Foster in anything. In anything goes. Oh, mm-hmm. sold. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just saying. 
Cabaret is not on my list. Wow. It's so hard to pick five. I can't. <laughs> I um, really thought it would be. <laughs> Cabaret is one I definitely definitely like the stage version far more than the movie. I don't care for the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. When I watched the movie, I pretty much fast forward to all the musical numbers. Yeah. There the was definitely stuff I, I don't really like as much. Yeah. There was definitely I was rewatching it today actually and I was debating on it. I was like, God, there's like no music for the next 20 minutes. What am yeah. I supposed to do with myself? Listen to this. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's just like the music is so good that you just you need more of it. And mm-hmm. didn't they cut out quite a few songs too? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. You will, I will send you a link uh, to the same company. I sent you the link to Lacage. They also did Cabaret. Okay. So I'll send you a link to their show so you can at least feel the feeling of the, of the stage version and you're going to be blown away by those songs. Yeah. I'm excited. You are. Okay. But I do have another Fosse show. Okay. The city I live in, Chicago. Okay, you babes of jazz, let's pick up the pace. Let's shake the blues away. Let's make the parties longer and the skirts shorter and shorter. Let's make the music hotter. And let's all drive to hell in a fast car and keep it hot. I knew it. I was like, if it's not Cabaret, it's Chicago. Chicago. It is Chicago. That is one of the first musicals I felt completely and utterly in love with. I heard the soundtrack before I saw the show. This was before the movie was a thing. Mm. And I was blown away by the music and the songs. And I was just, I'm like, this is magical. And the soundtrack, the version I was listening to, was the Anne Ryan King B.B. New Earth version. Mm, and yeah. that began my love affair with Anne's work there. That was my first exposure to this raspy voiced beauty. And honestly, probably my first exposure to B.B. New Earth as well. And I became a fan of hers off of that too. Mm, for yeah. sure. I love the music. I love the subject matter. It's it's almost a horror film. It is so dark and gritty and grimy and awesome. And there's murder and there's revenge and there's no remorse. None. I, it is so good. Unless you're counting Helga. And even then, was that, that was her name, right? Helga. And even then it was questionable on if she did it or not. So, <laughs> so everyone else wasn't even sorry. Velma is my favorite character over Rossi for sure. Velma has the best costumes. Velma Mm -hmm. has the best songs and the best dance numbers. Yeah. She has one of my favorite dance numbers with I can't do it alone. Oh yeah. And yeah, she definitely has the best, best songs. And I just, I always just loved Velma way more than Roxy. I mean, Roxy's a star, but you really start to feel for Velma there towards the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And as far as the movie version goes, I loved it. I saw it in the theater and I got misty-eyed. I literally 
was so overwhelmed with joy when I heard the music and surround sound and mm -hmm. saw it in front of me with these beautiful costumes and very handsome Tay Diggs. I mean, hello. <laughs> Hottie. Yes. <laughs> the cast was decent. I mean, Renee Zellweger was, was great in it. Richard Gere, John C. Riley. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Everyone was so good in it. There were no Anne and Bibi, but they held it together very, very well. And it was magical. I still love the stage version way more than the movie, but the movie is solid. Yeah, I do love the stage version more. There's some songs that get cut out of the movie that I I do miss when I'm watching the, the movie. My favorite song. Oh, is tough i love most of the songs but my favorite song is probably not in the movie when velma takes the stand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i do like that one yeah i i like razzle dazzle oh that's a good yeah. one hey mm -hmm. billy flynn he has my name <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i love it so much <laughs> i love it i love the hot hot honey rag that one is really good. Yeah. There's no words, but it's a beautiful number. Yeah. And I mean, all that jazz. Classic. Oh, there's not a single song that if you didn't start playing now, I wouldn't just be humming along to or something. Just tapping Thank my you. foot. Yeah. I, I know what we're going to be doing at the convention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be singing in my hotel room show <laughs> tunes. Yes. <laughs> just on loop. <laughs> on loop. <laughs> All right, number four, company. You don't live for her, you do live with her. You're scared she's starting to drift away, and scared she'll stay. Good things get better. I think I meant that in reverse. You're sorry, grateful, regretful, happy. Why look for answers when none occur? You'll always be what you always were, which has nothing to do with all to do. gotta have a Sondheim in there yeah um I also checked this one out from the library because I I watched a Sondheim documentary um not long after the Sweeney Todd movie came out with Johnny Depp mm -hmm. and so I was just like I can't get enough of this man's work and I found a recording of it um where they actually are like playing instruments while they're performing it and it's so cool um but i just love the way this musical deals with relationships and mm -hmm. not just like romantic relationships but friendships as well mm -hmm. and i i love the main character i love how you know he's got to basically learn how to be vulnerable and let somebody mm -hmm. in and 
I think that's just something that is so human and yeah. the music really speaks to you and it kind of just confronts you as you're sitting there trying to like not think about the relationships in your life and I love it so much. Sondheim is very unique. Mm -hmm. You can hear a Sondheim musical from a mile away. It's like listening to a Harry Manfredini score. You hear the tones, even if it's not a Friday the 13th score. I had that moment when we did um, on the Dolls of Horror, we covered Swamp Thing. Mm. And I'm hearing the music and I said, that's Friday the 13th. Yeah. That's Harry. And it was. So same thing with Sondheim. It is very unique in sound. Most of his shows do have that signature rhythm and mm -hmm. sound to them and either you love it or you don't i love into the woods best i think i like i like his other shows i love into the woods that one's probably my favorite sondheim show if i had to pick one yeah the other ones are kind of just so so i'll never not watch them but they're not really on my radar yeah and sondheim is very hard to sing oh my god yeah, um, I don't envy anybody who has to sing his his stuff. But when you find the right cast that can bring it out, it's incredible. And I I was blown away that the fact that these actors were playing instruments while they were singing. They were the orchestra. Wow, it was crazy. That's amazing. I have a T-shirt. I don't have one. I wanted to buy it. Now I can't find it. It's a drawing not a caricature but a, a picture of sondheim and it says sondheim is my homeboy <laughs> i love him so much Rest i'm like i need to find this shirt again <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. my number four is oh this is getting tough <sighs> more sutton thoroughly modern millie Never seen it oh my god that the reason it's why so let me defend myself <laughs> no no i'm not saying oh my god you haven't oh okay it's it's not um i'm just saying oh my god it's so good you gotta see it it's not there is a really crappy bootleg on youtube of the broadway version which okay. i'll send you the link okay it's <laughs> good but it's very grainy because it's okay. 20 something years old right yeah. Yeah. so it, but it's worth it and it's beautiful I also have great nostalgia for the movie because one of my old friends that I used to go to theater with, her name was Thelma. Aww. She was about 50 years older than me. <laughs> and we just shared this love for musicals. So when she was going to a show, she'd ask me if I wanted to go. And of course, I always did. And yeah. she introduced me to the movie Thoroughly Modern Millie with Julie Andrews and I think Mary Tyler Moore and carol so, channing yeah so yeah. that's yeah. so cool sorry before i interrupted you oh um, no um i like i said i did theater in high school mm -hmm. and that was one that i you heard it in auditions you heard it all the time and it's like mm -hmm. that and wicked i was just like 
keep it away from me because if I hear it one more time, I'm going to blow my brains out. But mm-hmm. it's another, it's another great. <laughs> I've heard it's show. really that's, good though. That's why it's on my list because it's another great tap. Yeah. Show. Yeah. It, it does have a lot of uh, dance numbers I've heard. So and I'm, on, I'm gonna watch it. If you're doing, if you want to look at it from the story point of view, like we did with uh, Rent, it's it's a two love stories, mm-hmm. two different, I guess four people, two couples, love stories. There's a little heartbreak in there because you thought you wanted this, and now this is not happening. But then, oh wait, this is actually what you really want. Mm-hmm. So there are life lessons in there. Yeah. And the songs, all of the songs, not just the most popular songs, all of the songs are phenomenal. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I I do like the twist of the things you wanted initially are not what you want now. And I I might have to watch that now. Yeah, you, you really should. And honestly, it's something I've had to remind myself over the last six months as well. And just like, okay, I know this didn't work out, so there's got to be something better, right? Let's yeah. listen to Thoroughly Modern Millie because it worked out for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's still hope. Yes, there is still hope for my happiness. <sighs> but yeah, it's a great show. Uh, I have never gotten the pleasure to see it live in front of me, but watching the stage version on YouTube is still pretty magical. I bet. I'm going to have to check that out. And if we see it coming to us nearby, we're going to have to go see it together. We must. Yes. We must. I would love (laughs) for that to come to Broadway in Chicago. I don't think it ever has. Oh, I would drop everything and go. It needs to. I don't know. I mean, I've thought that was a pretty popular show. I'm surprised it hasn't. It was very popular back then. Mm-hmm. I think it's less popular now. I'm not really seeing it in. We need a revival. We do need a revival. I'm not seeing it in rotations. I'm not seeing it in smaller theaters. So, I mean, I think I don't want to say it's forgotten about, but it's not trendy anymore. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of been pushed aside for other things. But yeah, back then it, it was, as you said, the most popular thing now that you've had 20 years break from it you can <laughs> you can watch it with fresh eyes <laughs> yeah i i definitely can you know it's only been 10 years since i graduated high school so it's behind me now let's <laughs> remind you what a baby i am <laughs> put it behind you i remember what I, I was doing 10 years ago <laughs> okay number five this is hard i have four options oh gosh and i know i'm pretty sure i know what i want i'm circling it right now then go tell Uh, us (laughs) okay how to succeed in business without really trying the version with megan mulally and matthew broderick mr twimble yes you've been with this company a long time haven't you long long time Last month, I became a quarter of a century man. Oh, that's beautiful. Gee, a quarter of a century. A quarter of a century. How long have you been in the mailroom? 25 years. Okay. Yeah. I, I've heard some songs from it. Um, it. I know it's a big dance one. 
um, it's a it's specifically a really big dance one for the men not as much mm -hmm. for the women yeah but it the songs are great i always want to sing them when i hear it and that is something i need in my musicals so yeah how to succeed in business again big fan of megan mulally have been since i was a small 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 child so Her version of Grease is actually my favorite Broadway cast of Grease as well. I think that was 1994. And yeah. her voice is, is just, I love it. I get chills whenever I hear it. So how to succeed. It's got it at the moment, this present moment, that's my number five. Okay. What about you? <laughs> I think you know. It's so uh, hard. I knew. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it's Les Miserables. <laughs> Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Every time I watch it, it doesn't matter if I've seen it a thousand times, I cry. I cry mm -hmm. at the beginning, I'm crying in the middle, I'm crying at the end. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I will say most of the time, um, it doesn't matter who's singing it, it still hits me the same way. I still have the same feeling every time I hear the music. The only exception is the movie production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you have a different opinion than me, so um, we might have to wait on that, but until uh, we actually do it as an episode, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to give you my three honorable mentions. Okay. Because when we were trying, try we made this list very quickly. We just talked about recording really quickly and we started we made a list within 24 hours so i'm just thinking of things off the top of my head that i love so much but it got pushed out of the way when i remembered how to succeed okay yeah so these things got pushed slowly but surely pushed out of the way by each other and i think that's funny so i must talk about them briefly yeah. my first thing i thought of that i love so much gilbert and sullivan's the mikado as someday it may happen that a victim must be found I've got a little list, I've got a little list Of society offenders who might well be underground And who never would be missed, who never would be missed There's the pestilential nuisances who write for autographs Or people who have flabby hands and irritating laughs Or children who are up in dates and floor you with them flat Or people who in shaking hands shake hands with you like that And all third persons who on spoiling tater-tates insist they'd now None of them be missed, they'd none of them be missed. He's got them on the list, he's got them on the list, and then none of them be missed. They'll none of them be missed. I've never even heard of that. What is Ooh, that? It <laughs> is a Gilbert and Sullivan did comedic operas. Okay. And 
satires and they did so many shows that i know you've heard the name of like the pirates of penzance and hms pinafore that's theirs like with sondheim they have a sound oh yeah yeah they you know when it's um <laughs> sound they i think they're the ones that invented the patter song which is a song that goes quickly like starts slowly and just raises in tempo over and over and over again thoroughly modern millie has one of those songs that was mm -hmm. actually sampled st stolen from a gilbert and sullivan show i forgot okay. the name of the show but they took the song and changed the words wow yep they admitted it <laughs> wow. and i'm like that's why that song sounds so familiar anyway the mikado i love this show so much it is bonkers like so bonkers so hilarious alex was also in that too <laughs> i know but it is insane okay but moving on 1999's fossey The best of all of Fosse in this show because it was a oh, compilation of all of his best work mm -hmm. thrown into one and produced and choreographed and, and by Anne Ryan King and Gwen Verdon. So it was mm -hmm. done by good authorities on Fosse's work. Yeah, people who've worked with him before. Yeah. Hell, they both were his lovers at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Gwen was his wife and was his girlfriend at some point. So yeah, I love, I love the show. This has never been made into a movie, but to this day, it's one of my favorite stage shows. It's one of my favorite albums. I listen to it all the time. I don't love all of the songs, but I love most of the songs. So there is that. And last but not least, um, this kicked Fosse out of the way. The Fosse kicked <laughs> Mikado. This kicked Fosse out of the way. Another Fosse show, though. Pippin. Pippin. Mm -hmm. That's a good mm -hmm. one. Yep. Yep. I have only seen one version of Pippin on the TV. Never seen it in person. That is the William Cat version that they did. And it was amazing. So Pippin. We, I, I love some Fosse, clearly. <laughs> yeah, Fosse is the best. Him and Sondheim are like right up there for me. So... I love Fosse also before he started doing his own thing. Like
like he did. He acted in the movie version of Kiss Me Kate. Mm -hmm. And he got to do his little solo number. Yeah. Duet. Duet. It was with another girl in typical Fosse fashion. It's brilliant. Okay. And I love My Sister Eileen. It is, it is a musical, but it's less of a musical than some of our musicals. There's not a song every two seconds, but there is lots of singing and dancing in it. Yeah. And that movie is also brilliant. And again, he had a great dance number, I think, with Tommy Rawls. And I love it so much. I love my Fosse, man. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Um, legend. I did. I did have an honorable mention. Um, yeah. It is. It's like brand new. It came out like right before COVID. It is Beetlejuice musical. Do you hear that sound? That beautiful sound. That is the sound of clean white shorts turning brown. Torture and pain. Breaking a brain. A sound that says, I will never sleep well again. The sound of a scream is music to me. A sound that says, 15 years full time therapy. Trauma and fear, it sings in my ear. Ain't it the sweetest noise? I really went into it. I've only seen a recording of it online and I went into it just, I was like, it's just another one of those movies or, you know, stage productions are just trying to profit off the movie. Mm-hmm. And Oh my God, the songs just hooked you. And they, they took everything from the movie and they just brought it way up here. And Beetlejuice is phenomenal. They've got the sandworms. They've got the netherworld. And Lydia is perfect she's sassy she's got that like you know kind of emo style singing voice and it's it's amazing it spoke to the 90s kid in me (laughs) oh so good yes amazing so now that we've talked about our favorite musicals and we'll have to do this again because my favorites change yeah constantly the only thing that may stay on this list consistently would be Rocky Horror and yeah, probably, the only thing that will stay on mine is Lame is consistently. And probably anything goes. Yeah. Uh, everything else will, will get rotated out based on my mood. And my mood last night, this is what it was in my heart. Yeah, same. But let's talk about least favorite musical ever. <laughs> musical, as you said to me, you never want to see again in your whole damn life. Shall I go? Because you know my answer. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Les Mis. Oh, my God. I hate that show. <laughs> Sorry. But let's hear why. Because you never depressing, told me why. But not That's even like, why? I don't even like the, I'm not a fan of the music. I don't leave the show singing the songs. Um, unlike Rent, depressing, but I leave the show singing the songs. Yeah. Different feel for me. And Rent also, it has a lot of feel-good moments. It has a lot of comedy um, in between your sadness and reality check. Whereas for me, Les Mis is just miserable, ha, the entire way through. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) There is one happy moment in the middle. One. 
<laughs> one and it's I master think, of the house i think i checked out by then <laughs> i think i mentally checked out by then i mean it's it's like right after the main girl in the first act dies so again <laughs> spoilers <laughs> miserable <laughs> spoilers up the wazoo in this one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, that's my least favorite probably of all time i don't ever want to see that show again unless we're doing it for this podcast and then i will watch it but on my own just because i want to nah on my own it's a song from it <laughs> uh Mine for me is, it's probably going to be Cats. Okay. Hate that musical. Why? Hate it. There's not a single song I can tell you off the bat other than the one that you never stop hearing, which is Memory. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, there's nothing in it. There's no story. There's no, there's no one you really root for or care about. And then by the end of it, it's like, all right, that that's Cats. So... <laughs> I do agree with you on it's just a, a, a it's a mess I yeah. like it it's a mess that I like probably because of the dancing aspect of it because there's lots of beautiful dances and ballet type dances in it mm -hmm. so I like it but it is it makes no sense no it it's, is a mess yeah it's a disaster and I don't know. I think Andrew Lloyd Webber can be an acquired taste mm -hmm. at times. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised you said that considering how much you love Phantom. I know. I really, I really do love Phantom. Um, but I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what we're missing in this world? A musical based around cats i'm pretty sure that's what he even said in the interview when being asked oh, really? about it yeah he was like <laughs> this is a musical for cat lovers and i'm like listen i love cats i got seven of them but uh i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i can i can see your point i really yeah. can i, I love i there like are some the beautiful show. dance moments to it but yeah. yeah i like the show but it's not close to being my favorite no there's, no. like I said, there's not a single song I can think of off the top of my head that I, I enjoyed listening to. So I enjoy the opening number. I like the opening number way more than I like Memory. There's yeah. more dancing in it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But I can never keep the cats straight. Like, who's who? Couldn't tell you. Right. I don't know a single character name. I know the names, but, and I see faces in my head. Yeah. But I don't know who belongs to which name. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember the costumes. The costumes are great, but that's costumes about where great. it ends. Yeah. The costumes are great. They're pretty epic. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, this was fun. Yeah. I can't wait to really focus on musicals. I propose that every year we come back and review our favorite musicals, like in the list form, like we just did things that have changed at least if something is still there we can skip it yeah but if we have something new to contribute to this list i think we should we should do this regularly i think that would be interesting because i know that there, like i've seen quite a few but i know that there's a lot that i haven't seen especially mm -hmm. since you mm -hmm. you know you've seen more 
unknown things I feel mm-hmm. like you know that have primarily been on stage and mm-hmm. you you know you gravitate more towards the dance side of things and I I I can appreciate it but like it's not the main thing I look for so mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to compare yeah you know why it's the main thing I look for is in my musical theater journey of actually doing musical theater I'm not the strongest actor and I'm not the strongest singer my voice is wrecked now. It was much better then. It is destroyed now. So forget about it. <laughs> but um, everyone else around me was always a better singer and a better actor. Mm-hmm. But I was always, if I may say so myself, the best dancer. <laughs> so that's where my strength lied. So that's probably why I gravitate more towards the dancey shows over the serious, dramatic singing shows. Mm. So I think I have singing envy because I always wanted to be able to belt those big mm-hmm. numbers out. So I gravitate more towards the the larger scale singing productions. So yeah, and when we get that with dancing together, ah, oh, so good it is. <laughs> it is magical. Oh my god, it's like watching that really good horror film. Yes, <laughs> that gives you chills and goosebumps and the the happies absolutely and we are gonna have to do some horror musicals soon i can't wait oh my god i just thought of another one <laughs> little shop of horrors little shop of horrors <laughs> another stage show i adore oh, so good so good. So, so good man and i think it i think little shop all the time because i'm hungry all the time <laughs> so feed me happens in my brain all the time in his voice yes i actually was singing it not an hour before we started to record this i was just like, feed me sing on the dolls more. we talked about uh we we i know we ins- we must have inserted this clip somewhere um it was in our dentist episode and so I know, I know we talked about Little Shop. We had to have. It's been so long. We had to have talked about it. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's amazing. All right. That about wraps up our intro episode on musicals. We'll also have to loop back around and do this again when Jamie joins us. Because I know she yes. will have so much to contribute. I'm curious to know what her top five is. I am too, actually. We've talked about our love for musicals, she and I have. But I don't know if we've ever told each other our favorites. It was always just, oh, I really like that one. Oh, I really like that one too. I don't know if we've ever talked about favorites. So I can't wait to get Jamie on here to join the team and talk about favorites of hers. It's going to be fun. I wonder if she'll have any of ours. There's 10 to choose from. We didn't have any any duplicates. I was surprised we didn't have duplicates. I really was. I was like, at least a Fosse. Like, Chicago was like, this close to making it on the list, though. <laughs> Pippin was this close to making it on the list. Oh. This close. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Well, that's about all for this episode of Live is a Cabaret. <laughs> Until then, I'm Summer. I'm Nina. And we will talk to you at the cabaret. 
Yeah. <laughs> See you at the cabaret. This is the first time we're signing off. We got to figure out the best way to do that. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work on it. Until then, we will see you at the cabaret. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of Life is a Cabaret. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello or offer any musical suggestions, feel free to send us an email at lifeisacabaretpodcast.yahoo.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life is a Cabaret and on Instagram at Life is a Cabaret Podcast for bonus content. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Stop by admitting from cradle to tomb. It is.